Uh, Wait, what? No. <laughs> All of my friends were convinced that it was someone catfishing me. Because yeah, yeah. we've been talking for so long. 100%. Hey, you're listening to Shots and Thoughts, a podcast all about life, dating, and relationships as a 30-something. I'm Olivia. I'm Amy. And I'm Ashley. I'm like, why are you clapping? They're just excited. (laughs) They're just happy. And just a reminder, we're all adults here, so drink responsibly. Welcome back to another episode of Shots and Thoughts. Guys, how are you doing? Oh, it's been a week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Amy. Are you surviving? Uh, I I think I'll make it. (laughs) Maybe. You had a big week, though. I did have a big week. I finished my didactic portion of PA school. I passed my last exams and now I'm, I'm bored. (laughs) So as the person that graduated with a communications degree in like three years, so I have nothing, I have no knowledge of continuing education. (laughs) When you say didactic, didactic, however you say that, didactic, um, didactic, does that mean you're never going to have a test again? No, I wish Okay, that would be great. The classroom portion is called the didactic. So that's where you're regularly sitting in lectures and taking exams. Now I'm going to move on to the clinical portion, but after each kind of section, I'll have to take a big exam. So like I'll do my surgery stuff for eight weeks and then I'll have a big surgery exam and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm far from being done with tests, but for right now, this feels really good. (laughs) Yeah. Done with classrooms and lectures. That's great. Yeah. Drives to Madison then. That'll still happen oh. to um, potentially even more frequently, which is a oh, bit no. problematic, but we'll make it work. We'll make <laughs> it work. It'll be fine. I'm just glad I have two years done, one to go, no complaints here. So that's good. I did want to mention, you guys, we are getting some milestones for this podcast. This is episode number 30. Can you believe that 30 weeks we have been doing this podcast? I can't believe we've had 30 episodes worth of things to talk about. (laughs) I know. And we have a good queue of things going. So uh, it's, it's pretty great. This also marks us almost hitting 900 plays of our podcast, which just like blows my mind. There's no way that it's just us and our like immediate family members. So that's cool. That was fun. I played on repeat, just have it running all day long. (laughs) Just kidding. We definitely have been getting some good feedback from friends and family and things like that. And we just absolutely love hearing that. We started this just for fun, but it's really kind of cool to see it grow. So if you are enjoying listening to this, share it, tell people about it, post it to your Instagram stories, whatever. We would love to to have to have you share this if you're enjoying it. And also, if you do have anything that you want us to talk about, slide on into our DMs on Instagram. We would love to hear ideas. That would be a great slide into your DMs moment. We would totally accept that. Yeah. All, all three of us monitor our, our Instagram and have access. So we'll randomly get message and see the other people reply to things and yeah. other messages from each other. So yeah, it's fun to have conversations on Instagram with anyone who's interested. 
Absolutely. It will also accept any food sponsorships because I am always <laughs> hungry. And I'd love to try any products you want to send our way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, alcohol would be a great natural fit, but that's just me. Oh, heck yes. Snacks and alcohol. <laughs> Perfect. No better combination out there. Well, this week I wanted to kind of go over some stereotypical phrases, you know, the things that people say to you that maybe make you roll your eyes or what have you. I kind of want to know what your reactions are to these phrases. So the first one that I have for you guys is romance is dead. What's your perspective? (laughs) Where is that even from? I mean, I know that it's a common <laughs> phrase, but what started that? It feels to me like a rock and roll song or something. I could be very wrong. I don't know. I saw a post on Facebook the other day, and that's actually what made me think of it. Like some people, like I think feel like when people think romance, they think all of the like forward, very like very public displays of affection. Um, mm-hmm. But this one lady had made a post on that, you know, her husband isn't the one that's going to bring her flowers or like go out of his way to take on these elaborate dates or like do those big displays of affection but she's like I'll come home the dishes will be done or he'll take the kids and let me have a long bath like he does those little things so like I feel like romance has changed from that old way of thinking and it's kind of how you define it in your relationship. Well, and I think this kind of goes back to love languages, you know, what do you prioritize? Is it quality time? Is it acts of service? Is it gifts? Like romance to me is never going to look like a bunch of roses. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That sounds like love languages. Um, I think the idea of romance is dead is like what Amy's saying, those big public displays of affection. But it's kind of funny if you think about it, like what reminds me of thinking about old school, old fashioned romances, uh, the movie, the notebook. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And how he originally asks her out with like a dangerous stunt on a Ferris wheel, forcing her to say yes. Like that to me is not romantic. (laughs) (laughs) That's real creepy and stalker. Like, so (laughs) I think the, the concept of romance and doing these like extravagant displays of like, I can't live without you is just not (laughs) the same anymore. (laughs) Right. I think that's something that makes a lot of women go, ooh, are you a little crazy? Hmm, yeah. Not sure about this. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Hollywood, though, like sets us up to fail in that department, though, because in the movies, it's always like it's like the room full of flowers. Then you get home or like the horse drawn carriage. Like it's like that doesn't happen. Well, maybe it does for some people, just not the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, is it even something we want? I don't want to come home and have a house full of flowers because my cats will eat them. <laughs> hey, I do think this happens in real life sometimes. I know of somebody who got whisked away to New York to get proposed to in Central Park. Apparently that's this different. does happen. That's a proposal. Like you Yeah. People okay, go that's big fair. for proposals. Yeah. Yeah, I think the romance that I'm thinking of at least right now is those first couple of dates or how someone asks you out and how they show that they're interested in you. And that's not necessarily the correct way to think, but for some reason, that's where my head is right now. No, no, I totally get that. And you're probably right. And do they come to the door to get you? Like my parents' big thing was like, don't go out. Like, don't let them honk the horn and you go out. They're like, my parents raised me that they should come to the door, but 
seeing romance is dead because of the way we are now. Nobody's seeing where my house is. Nobody's getting my address until I've done like a full thorough background check till the two of you have stalked the crap out of them. Like, like yeah. once you get to that point where he comes and picks you up at your house, like, do you just go out? Like for me, I have to, otherwise my boyfriend gets my dog riled up so much. Like it's impossible to leave the house. So I'll be like, my dog and I will just be like watching out the window waiting for him to arrive and then I'll run outside before like he can even get out of his car because <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. Next one. Right person, wrong time. I think that could be true. Okay. I think a lot, I think a lot of it, and this is definitely personal opinion. I think everyone has very different feelings on this. I personally believe that you're not, you don't have one soulmate out there and you happen to find each other. I think it's about two people that are really compatible who are at a point in their life when they're willing to work and those two timelines matching up and you meet and you're both willing to work and you're ready to be in a relationship and you make it work. Now there's definitely people that are not good matches, but it's two compatible people and that timeline matching up. If I had met my current boyfriend even a year earlier, I don't think he would have been in a place to be in a relationship, a serious relationship. Mm. And so we wouldn't have continued like we are now. That's totally fair. And I, I do think that's interesting. I think this one kind of struck me as one that I wanted to talk about because I am going into my clinicals. My life is about to get basically upended. Even if I do meet the right person, is it going to be the wrong time? Like, am I really going to be able to dedicate time to a new relationship right now? Amy, what's your perspective on the quote? Mm, I guess, I mean, I don't, it's not like I ever go back to anyone I've ever dated. I probably would never go back. I don't know. I think it depends a lot on the maturity level and like what you guys said about if you're even ready for a relationship. I mean, if you're not ready or you don't think you'll have time, I guess, why are you dating? You know, this is a great question. I can't answer that at this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is the one that probably annoys me the most out of any stereotypical relationship quote or dating quote, there's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> Have you guys seen that meme where it's like, there's plenty of fish in the sea and then the fish, and it's like all of the ugliest fish you've ever seen in your whole entire life. <laughs> Those are the fish. One of my favorite scenes in a movie is in how to be single. Alison Brie is explaining to the bartender he was like why are you why are you doing all the dating apps and everything you're like an attractive young woman what's the deal and she pours out the peanuts on yes the i love that scene. maybe we'll have to post this scene on our instagram and she starts saying like okay half of them are women half of them are already taken or out of my age range and everything anyways she gets down to one peanut and has to like break it up into pieces and she's <laughs> down to like one <laughs> tiny little piece of a peanut <laughs> I totally agree with that. I think that's just an annoying thing to say to someone who's struggling to date and just keeps finding the wrong people. Like, it doesn't matter. There could be 8 million fish in the sea, but if there's no fish, that's right for me. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking quality. We're talking quantity in that case. And you want quality, not quantity. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, even in a city like Milwaukee, I mean, you keep seeing the same people on the apps and it's like, Either you have to move to go find new people or you're just sitting and waiting for more people to come to Milwaukee. Like it's, how do you do it? Right. Well, and I think that's been one of the most frustrating things for me about like 
maybe getting back on the apps here and there is I'm like swiping on the same people. And I either remember why we didn't match or we start a conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, this is why we never went out or what have you. (laughs) And it's just, it's so frustrating. I love being here. I love that it's like a bigger city with a small town feel, but man, that small town feel and dating can be really terrible. Mm-hmm. All right. Next quote. This is a uh, quote from Packers coach Vince Lombardi. Uh-oh. Five minutes early is 10 minutes late. I'm going to give you one other one to think about. I don't know who said this one, but it's pretty similar. Five minutes early is on time. On time is late. Late is unacceptable. Yes. Think about this first in terms of dating. Yes, I like the second one. The second one. Yeah. Is is the Lombardi quote saying that you should be 15 minutes early? Did I misinterpret that? Five minutes early is 10 minutes late. Yes. It wants you to be. Yeah. Okay. That's way too early. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's awkwardly early. No, no, no. But the second one about being five minutes early is on time. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. If you're going to be late, have the courtesy to tell the person that you're going to be late, like have some sort of excuse or something just to let them know. Otherwise that's my biggest pet peeve is sitting and waiting for people, especially if they scheduled the appointment or like the meeting or what have you. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I'm sitting there waiting for them. Oh, it I happens guess all the time. That brings up a good point. It depends on the situation. So if you're invited to a party and you show up five minutes early, I'm the host that's like running around still trying to finish things. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so in that case, I want you to be 10 minutes late, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but for a date and you're just meeting one other person and someone else is waiting for you, I think five minutes early is on time. Mm-hmm. I definitely try and be like exactly to the moment on time. I don't want to be early because I don't want to be the first one there. I don't want to be late because I don't want to be rude, but there's a lot of factors that usually prevent me from making that exact timing happen, (laughs) but I do try and I do say something, but okay. Amy brought up a good point. Like at least have the courtesy to tell me that you're going to be late. So would you rather have someone be late or reschedule last minute? say, Hey, the day got away from me. Can we do something else? Or would you rather them be a little bit late? It depends on how much notice they're giving you that they want to reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if you're already in route to wherever you're supposed to be meeting them and they're canceling on you, I'd rather just, they were a couple minutes late. Cause I've already done all of this up and gotten right? to the place yeah. I needed to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Like the, the day leading up to that date. So I think I would just rather them be a couple minutes late. Yeah. The guy that couldn't stop talking about he couldn't pee in front of people. I was on my (laughs) way to meet him to go to the Bucks game. And he called me and he was like, he's like, do you even want to do this? Do you even want to go to the game? He's like, we can just cancel. It's fine. I was like, what? I'm on 145, almost all the way down there. I'm like, why are you telling me this now? (laughs) I was pissed. He's like, no, no, I want to, I want to meet up. I want to go, but I just wasn't sure if you did. I was like, I'm literally almost there because he had been sitting and waiting because he was there early, too early. Oh, he was already there and tried to bail. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm on my way. Yeah. There's a lot of flags (laughs) of all sorts of colors. That sounds like some anxiety (laughs) happening right there. No kidding. 
What about in the rest of our lives? I know, Amy, you kind of said, like, at least give me a heads up for meetings and things like that. Have you noticed that in your work lives too? Or do you think it's like a generational thing that maybe younger people are more okay being late or vice versa? Like, what's the deal? I haven't seen anything with that. I will say that being busy at work, I get very annoyed with someone who's more than a couple minutes early to something, especially interviews, which is what happens a lot, right? Is someone comes to interview, they get there like 10 minutes early. I'm trying to finish up another meeting and then also like mentally prepare myself to interview someone. You know, you're kind of shifting gears there from uh, meeting with your colleagues and stuff than to interviewing someone and you have to like duck out of your meeting early because they're sitting there early and someone knocks and it says like, Hey, your interview's here. I'm always so annoyed. <laughs> I just want them to be like two to five minutes early. That's it. And like, <laughs> like an interview for a new hire or an interview. Yeah. Oh, see, and that's hard though, because I've always been told like, you want to make sure that you're early, like give yourself way extra time to find where you're going. That's supposed to be a good impression. Yeah. I mean, get to where you're going and don't like check in if you're that early, <laughs> yeah. you know, hide in the bathroom. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Go or to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, double check your, don't have food in your teeth, go over your notes. And then just at five minutes, actually check in and say, Hey, I'm here for the interview with Ashley, you know? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Amy, what are your thoughts? I agree. Do you think there's any difference too between like generations or genders I feel like the younger generations don't really care if they're late I don't know (laughs) at least that's been my experience and it's really annoying but I have not um, had that experience because most of the interviews that I am conducting are for interns and so mm -hmm. they are younger and I have not had that experience but like for other things meetings or just like yeah I haven't had I haven't noticed it's generational honestly my boss is the worst yeah. <laughs> He's late all the time, but that's a busyness thing. He's just extremely busy. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. If you're going to be late for something, do you let somebody know, even if it's just going to be a minute or two, or do you have a threshold for that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let them know. Even if it's like a minute, like, Hey, just give me like 30 seconds. Yeah. Especially nowadays when we have these capabilities to communicate with people. I can be in the middle of a meeting and I can use Slack to message a coworker, or I can text a date. For example, you have so many different venues for trying to get a hold of someone. It's not like you have to drop what you're doing and call them and let them know you're going to be late. You can send yeah. them a quick message and say, Hey, just running a couple minutes late. I apologize. That way they're not sitting there waiting. That's, that feeling is awful too, of being like, did I go to the wrong place at the wrong time? Like, am I wrong? Am I in the wrong? <laughs> This is again, why I want to show up exactly on time because I hate sitting there and being like, everyone's looking at me waiting to see if my date shows up. This is terrible. (laughs) No, you just get there early and then you wait in your car until like it's time to go in. This just like brought up a terrible memory for me. I, Uh this is years ago, was going to meet somebody for a date. um, And I showed up to the restaurant and I like got checked in, got a seat and like started drinking the water that they brought over and nothing didn't show, didn't show, didn't show, didn't answer my text. And I was like, Oh fuck, I just got stood up. And so I like was trying to be super discreet about it because I was really embarrassed and like 
every staff member in that place ignored me. I tried little waves. I tried, you know, making eye contact as they walked by. Everyone ignored me. I sat there for at least another five minutes because I just wanted to be polite and say like, hey, I drank from this water. I'm going to go though. And so then I just ended up walking out eventually. And I just remember feeling like totally mortified about the situation. I went to a different restaurant down the street, sat at the bar, ordered a huge burger and fries and a big old beer and was like, all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah, that's funny. I, in those situations, if you ever think there's a possibility you're going to get stood up, text us and be like, Hey, you're on, you're on bat or in, in circle ready to go on deck (laughs) just in case. And then you text us and we show up and it's fine. I will say though, I had some fun experiences. Um, at my last job, I traveled a lot and I traveled a lot by myself. And so I wouldn't want to spend every single, I'm an introvert. And even I got sick of spending every single evening and meal in a hotel room. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. So I would go somewhere, just walk to the local, the nearest little restaurant to get dinner. And people acted like, I got stood up like (gasps) waiters would be so nice and be like, waiting. Do you want to order now? And I'm like, oh, it's just me. I'll order now. And they still were just like so polite and weird about it. And I'm like, I think it's because I was going out without like business attire on. I was just in jeans and a t-shirt or whatever, because it was in the evening and I wasn't with clients or anything. But man, I was just like, everybody, it's okay. I didn't get, I'm just traveling for work. I would like try to find ways to throw in like, oh, my flight for work just got in last night, you know, trying to like get them to understand that it wasn't an awkward situation. (laughs) Why is society like that? It's so like, it's not taboo, but it's just like looked on as like weird if you try and eat dinner by yourself. It's like that Sex in the City episode. And like, she just had to get used to just being able to sit. And she's like, it's just one. Mm -hmm. Like for her Mm -hmm. though, that was a different issue. Like she just could not stand eating by herself. But I mean, like, I don't see a problem with it. Go to a different, like a new city, like if you're for work or like I had my internship. So I was in DC for entire six months by myself. I would just go to this restaurant and yeah, myself all the time. Yeah. I wonder if it's different for men. If people automatically think, oh, he's been stood up. Do you think so? No, I think it's different for them that nobody cares, like thinks anything of it, them eating by themselves. Yeah. I would agree that I doubt I doubt that people react as strongly to a man by himself. They just probably think, oh, he's a bachelor. He can't cook for himself. He's (laughs) eating. (laughs) He needs to eat. (laughs) And you know, that's probably true. He probably can't cook for himself. No offense, men out there. Sorry. (laughs) All right. If you purposely go to eat by yourself, do you take something with you? Like a book to read or like something to listen to? I don't know. Like, do you or are you, do you feel confident enough to just sit there and eat? by yourself I have this thing that's always in my hand this little little (laughs) tiny computer that fits in my hand so I'm good if I'm getting coffee by myself or something I'll have a book maybe or something to do but otherwise no I'm just chilling by myself yeah I would be by myself without a book or anything but I would try to probably depending on where I went I would probably try to sit where I could see like tvs or something Mm -hmm. yeah no that makes sense yeah Interesting. Well, thanks for reviewing those different quotes with me and making me realize that men have it a lot easier than we do to sit alone <laughs> and eat. It's unfair. I think it's time for some drinking though. What do you yeah, guys think? Okay. So I am up this week for our 60 second sips. Are you guys ready? 
Ready. Ready. Okay. He only has group photos on his profile. Yeah. No. I think, yeah. <laughs> you can't okay. tell who he is. Mm-hmm. He only gives one word responses to prompts, like the prompt overly competitive about, he says everything. I know the best spot in town for beer. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> opposites guys opposites <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses in every single one of his pictures no mm, probably yeah i mean is he outside though like why would i mean yeah if he has some... sunglasses on inside that's a different <laughs> issue <laughs> like take some photos inside then guy <laughs> okay all of his photos are outside with sunglasses on that's part one yes mm, no He's wearing any sunglasses inside. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. He's holding a drink in every single photo. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. I don't know. Might be a little flag. Okay. Very Is interesting. Our Is our time up? I think so. I would like to justify my answers. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh i'm just assuming that all of these pictures that he has were taken by someone else in a social setting so therefore he's in group photos he's has a drink in his hand you know like it's i just assume a lot of guys i know at least um have trouble finding photos of themselves that's not from like a group group situation yeah crap it out then (laughs) i don't know i had an ex that was never sober once so i mean yeah So there you go. But that's like your past history kind of framing that for you. I would wonder if that person was a little bit of a party animal that the only photos that they had were that. Have you never stood up in a wedding? Because there's photos from weddings at this point, 30 somethings. You've probably been in a wedding. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, also think if we were a decade younger, it'd be a different situation. True. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was cool to have a drink in your hands. Yeah. (laughs) I will say the sunglasses one really drives me nuts because I don't know, that's like half of somebody's face. I want to be able to see your, your eyes. I don't know. You can tell a lot about a person, even in a picture, like by their eyes, I feel like. I want to see if you've got crazy eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I would probably judge them more on the fact of what kind of sunglasses they have on. (laughs) Fair, (laughs) totally fair. White rimmed sunglasses, the Oakley's. Yeah, right? Like, are these, are you wearing sunglasses because you're playing baseball right now? Or are you wearing sunglasses that are just, just a bad life choice? You yes. know, like Three real sunglasses that say super clips on the side. That's my kind <laughs> <Perfect>. of sunglasses. <laughs> Love that for sure. Well, okay. So that whole timing, being late for things uh, discussion that we had kind of brought up for me other sorts of timing that we might be thinking about. And so I kind of want to talk about just like life milestones. Are they changing? Is it okay not to have the quote unquote normal ones anymore? Like marriage, then kids, where's the house go? When do you get a dog? Those kinds of things. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is this changing? Yes. Yeah. 
I, when I was younger, I was definitely one of those people in high school that was like, I'm going to start having kids when I'm 23. Cause that's oh. when my parents had kids. And then I got 23 <laughs> and I was like, Oh hell no. <laughs> and so I like, as I've gotten older, I feel like every decade I would, I think I, my opinion on it completely changes. Then in my twenties, I was like, I'm not gonna do anything anytime soon. Right. And then I will say when I hit probably 32, 33, I started freaking out about the idea that I had to have kids soon. And that is like the biological clock thing of, I know so many friends who are having issues with fertility. And if I want to have kids, I've got to do it now. And that just really did hit me. I never thought I would feel that way because I never felt super strongly about having kids. I just was like, kind of like, I'll see how I feel when I get older, you know? Um, but in the last couple of years, I would say, I definitely have felt that timeline hit me pretty hard. I feel like the way of whole way of thinking about us families and life in general has changed. Like back in the day, like for our parents and grandparents, especially like you got married right away, you started popping out mm-hmm. kids. And like, that was, that was the thing you get married, get house, have kids. Nowadays, it's like what the median age for buying a house is in your 30s like but you also have all this other debt because school is hella expensive and then you have all the school loans to pay back like how are you supposed to afford a house yeah and then it's like I'm deaf I'm still not ready to have kids or even get married or even think about it so it's like I'm in my third mid 30s am I considered mid but like two like my mom was 43 when she had my little brother and I feel like I've known more people that are having kids in their forties, like having them themselves, like physically, like it seems crazy, but I guess not at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big risk to take though, in a lot of different ways, both like your ability to conceive how that's going to affect your body differently. And even like risks for the child. I mean, there's a lot we can do medically, but there's still a lot that we can't and your risks get a lot higher as you get older. So I don't know, Amy or Ashley, I think it's so funny that you talked about your timeline back when you were in high school, even in my early twenties, I was like, I'm going to be married by the time I'm 25. I'm going to have the house mm-hmm. at the same time. I'm going to be ready to have kids at like 28, 29. Cause I will have, you know, lived up this, like married without children life. I'll do a lot of traveling and like, Oh my gosh. If I think I was going to have that by 29 years old, that was four years ago already. That timeline's so far out the window. And even now thinking like, I, I, if that plan had worked out, I would have been married for X number of years. I would have a four year old kid. Like I, I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. Or like people I know have like five kids now. Like, yeah, I can't imagine having even one, let alone like five. Yeah. The older I get, the more I think nobody is truly like, let's have kids right now. I feel totally prepared. The older I get, the more I feel like people are like, okay, well, the next step is kids. Let's have kids. Oh my God, we had a kid. Let's deal with it. Like nobody feels a hundred percent ready and like, okay, now's the time to have a child. Even now, when I have this timeline breathing down my neck for some odd reason, I still don't feel ready to have a kid. I just feel like I have to because I can't wait any longer. So uh, the more, the older I get, the more I think people actually feel that way. And I was thinking like, at some point it was going to click and I was going to be ready and it's not happening. (laughs) No. no. (laughs) Did you guys have like in school that class 
we had a marriage project we had to do. We got partnered with someone in our class. I did not like who I was partnered with. So we got a quote unquote divorce and I married Orlando Bloom instead. And then I do my whole project oh, wow. based on my wedding with Orlando Bloom. Hey guys, wow. Lord of the Rings was really popular back then. So, <laughs> but like That's we had to like plan out our wedding, kids, like our house, like our entire future, like our job how we're making money of course I was a millionaire like (laughs) (laughs) and then we had like flower babies we had to take care of too with our quote-unquote spouse and Orlando Bloom was the greatest dad ever (laughs) because I I left my flower baby in the trunk and said that he was babysitting so (laughs) also probably why I don't have kids right now but you know wow wow wow. this might be good (laughs) like I feel like that was just another thing that was kind of push on us like hey this is what has to be in this project because this is what comes next after you're done with high school after you're done with college like yeah I didn't want know what I wanted to do even going into college let alone after college like yeah I still don't know I guess what I want to yeah well you both have said this in kind of different ways but there's a lot of shoulds I should have this Mm -hmm. plan I should have kids by this time that's a lot of pressure Mm-hmm. who came up with this I don't know but <laughs> like I do have own? to say like the biological clock is kind of real and that sucks yeah. because like you Ashley I didn't really think that was going to be a thing that hit me and mm-hmm. man it has hit me yeah do you think there's other shoulds other than kids like I should be married by now I should love my job I should be done with college by now Maybe that one. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people, especially at my work, I work at a corporate office and people feel like they need to hit certain milestones at work by certain ages or after a certain amount of time. I'm like, people are obsessed with titles and getting to mm-hmm. that next level up just to have the title. And I'm like, you are not qualified for this. <laughs> like, stop <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but it's like, where's the pressure coming from? Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves? I think one area that has softened is maybe marriage and that might just be my friends, but I think it's, there's much more acceptance of having a partner who isn't someone you're married to. Maybe you buy a house together. Maybe you have kids and you're not married and people are more accepting of that now than I think they were in the past. That's the one that the marriage one feels like it's softened a little bit. For For sure. sure. Well, and I think the kids thing must have softened a little bit too, because I was just seeing an article that said we're at like the lowest birth rate right mm-hmm. now since like the early seventies, yeah, which surprises me because I feel like I know so many people that got pregnant or popped out kids during the pandemic, pandemic because- babies. Yeah. <laughs> and then I heard that like statistic and I was like, are you for real? Cause we just had a ton of babies happen. Right. Yeah. But think, think even 30 years ago, it wasn't the majority who weren't having babies. Like at this age, all of us would have babies because of that pressure and societal norms and all of those things. Like it was every single person. Like it was very rare that you weren't trying to get married and have kids. So, and that was not that long ago. Like that's crazy to think about. I'm doing the math in my head. My mom was 26 when she had me, and that was pretty late, especially Mm -hmm. considering that they got married, I think, pretty young. Had me at 26. My youngest sister then, she wouldn't have had until 34. That probably seemed so old at the time. 
And here, here we are either at that or approaching that being like, Hmm, maybe I should start thinking about kids. (laughs) A lot has changed. Or it's new too. Like people our age, I feel like are getting more pets. There was some post on Instagram. As Amy, let's just (laughs) clarify. Excuse me. I'm a single mother of five. So (laughs) slow your roll. But I don't get the tax benefits from them. No, yeah, it's not quite the same sometimes. <laughs> All right, Amy, what were you saying about this Instagram post? So I found it. So it says, plants are the new pets, pets are the new kids. And then someone's like, then what are kids? And they replied, kids are now like exotic animals. You got to be a little bit crazy or rich to have them. I feel like that's <laughs> so true, though. It is yeah. true. So I got a lot of kids. Do you think that made a difference? I don't know who said it earlier, but talking about like a lot of school debt and stuff, like even just thinking about affording kids with like everything else I'm going to have going on and, you know, that small amount of school debt I might have. It seems like a lot. Somebody was just telling me about how much daycare costs and I almost fell out of my chair. Holy cow. I have friends that they are like, if we have another kid, I'm going to have to quit my job and stay home with them because- Otherwise, having two kids in daycare is going to be the same as like, it's just the same cost as whatever they're making at their job. Like, yeah, it would be moot. Well, there there is a lot of research, I believe, behind the idea that previous generations didn't have the school or the high cost of houses that we have now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, things are just way more expensive now than they were. Yeah, housing is ridiculous right now. Well, and I think too, the expectation for our generation has been that we had to go to college. And so that expectation was there. And then the cost had risen so much. We didn't really have an option that and I feel like it's crazy to think like when you buy a house, we've all bought houses, you got to have like really good proof of income and this, that and the other thing and ready to get a certain amount of money. For college, you're a broke-ass 18-year-old who doesn't know a damn thing about money, and they're like, yes, let's go ahead and charge you $45,000 a year for this private school tuition. You'll figure it out. This is why I signed up for all these free things. Like, well, kind of. I got signed up for a credit card to get a free pizza. I signed up for more information from the U.S. Army so I could get a duffel bag. It's like... (laughs) I signed up for a lot of things in college, but like I didn't have any money. Well, you didn't have any money and you didn't really have like, especially the credit card things, because I'm probably had fallen victim to the same thing, probably for a Subway sandwich, which is so silly. Um, (laughs) Like your concept of money just isn't there. And your parents can try and teach you all day long and your school can try and teach you. But until you actually live it and do it, I think it's a hard concept like even trying to pick a career and they say what the salaries are, that didn't mean anything to me. I had no idea what my parents made or what anything costs. So I was just trying to look for the things that paid the most. Yeah. It's, it's a hard concept to grasp until you're living it. For sure. Oh, I have a question for you guys. Did you feel pressure to go to college? Like, even if you had no, or did you even know what you wanted to go to school for? Like, I feel like there's that unnecessary pressure. Like you have, that's the next step that you have to do. But then so many kids are like, I have no idea what I want to do or what I want to study. Or was I like the only kid that was like that? Mm, I had randomly picked 
business. Obviously that didn't work out, but that's what I thought I was going to go for. And it definitely was an expectation that I was going to go to college and get some really good high paying job. I just, you know, just kept going to school then. Yeah, I have been working in HR for the past 11 years, which sounds mind blowing that I've been working that long. But I went to school for animal science, but then I found out you actually have to do science and math. Oh my God. Oh so my God. I lasted a week in that before I switched over to history, which again, isn't have anything to do with what my career is now, but it's like, I had literally no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. I think I'm an odd one. I knew as a sophomore that I wanted to go to school for public relations and I did. Wow. wow. Yeah. How did you even have exposure to yeah. what public relations was? It was actually pretty new. The term public relations was not like every school that I looked at was because they had a PR program. Most places just had a communications program. Um, it was because I couldn't decide between being a journalist and being a lawyer. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Yeah. When did you decide not to be a lawyer? I don't know. I, so I, I don't, I don't really know. I remember my mom had a conversation with me about public relations and she was like, you do the writing and you do the like public speaking and, um, just the whole, like, I don't know how to explain it, how you present mm-hmm. yourself to others and you know, lawyer, how you present a case and just the, the strategy behind it all was very similar. And she, I think she was the one that knew what public relations was, which is odd because she's a massage therapist. So I have no idea how she knew <laughs> what a public relations <laughs> professional was, but uh, yeah, there was something that came up that we were like, Oh, that makes sense for you. And as a sophomore, I started working towards getting to schools that had a PR program. Yeah. My mom has some extended family members who are actuaries and they make bank. And so mm-hmm. she was like, be an actuary, be an actuary, be an actuary. And it was like, I no, thank cannot you. do that. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you that that is like bottom of my list. I don't care how well that pays, but I think yeah. she'll forever be disappointed that I did not become an actuary. <laughs> I definitely wish I had done something different, like went into trade, like went to a trade school instead. Like I would have loved that but I am wait like for what welding what oh my god I almost quit my job like five years ago to go back to school to become a welder what wow they make a lot of money yeah well all trades now do because the demand is too high for what they do totally plumbers plumbers now can charge a ton more money than they used Mm -hmm. to be able to electricians all those professions kids aren't nobody knows about the trade schools like kids Mm -hmm. that's not what kids are being pushed to go do right kids are being pushed to go to the four-year big university and again this Mm -hmm. pressure of what you should do or where you should Mm -hmm. be at in your life it starts so early because I definitely don't think I I thoroughly enjoyed welding in high school as well. Um, you got to do it in high school? Yeah, I did. It was awesome. Yeah, I got to I got to try it. I think it must have been high school. Yeah. What? We're very I lucky, I guess. <laughs> but even if I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, that wasn't what I was supposed to do. You know, I should mm. go to college. I should get an office job. I will say I didn't quite feel that pressure. Um, I think it has a lot to do with my family and where I grew up. You know, I, I can't think of maybe just a 
couple people in my extended family have been to four-year schools. Everybody else has been to two-year or trade or, and so I didn't really feel that pressure, but I think it has a lot to do with being out in the middle of nowhere where the majority of people ended up being farmers or (laughs) going to the army. (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I guess then my entire family went to four-year school, the same one. We all went to Iowa State. <laughs> the little brother. Yeah, my little brother is now University of Iowa. Ooh, Hawkeyes. Yeah, so maybe it does just come from your family. How you were and, raised. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What the norm was. Yeah. Well, and I think when we think back to, to life milestones and things like that, I think that's geographical as well. I have a friend mm-hmm. who lives here in Wisconsin, but she has a lot of family still in the Carolinas. It's, you know, the South, you go to school, mm-hmm. you become a teacher, you get married, you start popping out babies. Like that's just the expectation there. Yeah. Interesting stuff to think about. That's for sure. Yeah. One last thing that I want you guys to consider are we too old for oh, man. friendship bracelets or just wait a second. I saw this online the other day and it really cracked me up. Uh, <laughs> a girl said, I am this single. I have a ring with my dog's name on it. <laughs> so we'll call that a friendship bracelet with your pet. Um, yes, to too old for friendship bracelets with people but how never do old dare you amy i'm not i'm gonna take that bracelet i have take it back wait kidding. we have bracelets i'm just kidding <laughs> i was like oh. we should but um i see like all these websites though of like you can get matching outfits with your dog or you can oh, get like they have like collars that match like a leather collar that matches like a leather bracelet that you can get and i was like oh that looks really cute milo and i have matching christmas pajamas <laughs> oh Aww. my god that's so cute <laughs> no shame in my game my answer is no. I think as you grow up, there's just different ways you can do it. Maybe that's a little bit more tasteful. If we all had a really beautiful little gold bracelet, I think that's fine. Like, that's not a big deal. You know, like tattoos. Yeah. That's a little more intense, but <laughs> teach their own. This reminds me of that episode of Friends where Joey gets Chandler the gold bracelet right is that oh, i don't remember this oh gosh oh. <laughs> anyway i am totally on board obviously with the friendship uh bracelets with your pets milo's my bff and i ain't afraid to say it so <laughs> yeah I think the people when i think you're right ashley it depends on like is a little set, subtle is it a little more classy than those like plastic broken hearts that we used to have in like elementary school that would <laughs> like fit together embroidery floss ones or like those was that plastic cord that oh my god I've made so many of those in my life I wonder if I could still do it if someone put the materials in front of me I wonder if my brain would just make a friendship bracelet gosh I hope so I would love one sign me up <laughs> I'll see what I have in my room of requirement. There you you. go. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you guys for another great episode. Cheers. 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 Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Shots Thoughts Pod and Twitter at Shots Thoughts. And if you're enjoying these episodes, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Cheers. Cheers.